Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Seven a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so am I. Um my name's Bronwyn, but I am also sorry. Yeah, my name's Jordane, but I'm also very sorry. I am so sorry that I inflicted this. Um, I There's really nothing that I can say, because, you know, no matter what we do, we're going to inspire at least one person to watch this, just so that they can understand the episode. And I'm so sorry to that one person. <laughs> Me too. You know, um, there can be 100 people in a room, you know, and 99 of them decide to not watch the movie that we shit on. And if just one of them watches this movie that we shit on, I, my heart hurts. <laughs> my heart yeah. hurts. Yeah. In the film we are talking about is 2005's Dirty Love, uh, written by and starring anti-vaxxer Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is certainly not a uh, metric that, always reflects a movie but this this one has seven percent if you have less than ten percent on rotten tomatoes that you know that is that is indicative of 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 equality that is definitely indicative yeah uh this film was directed by john asher who mainly directs television now before and before this and after this he mainly directs television which is great because that's where he belongs He is most known for playing Gary in the Weird Science television show, which, once again, I've said that I've never seen. (laughs) So I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, but... uh, He he has directed other films. I... (laughs) One is called Counterfeit, with a K. One is called Chick Flick. Oh, good. Uh, one is called uh, Diamonds, and somehow it has two legendary actors, Kirk Douglas and Lauren Bacall, in it. I can't imagine wow. how Diamonds ended up. I mean, it's like later career, of course, but like he has directed a film, a, a film that has also had Jenny McCarthy uh, before this called. Uh, Thank heaven, and it is a rom com starring her and Matt Matt Kiesler from Last Days of Disco and <laughs> and the Middleman. I am so curious about watching it, but I just can't imagine it being good. Like, there's just no way. This movie hurt me so much I could never trust him. Because, like, the thing is, is that either he's always bad, and all of the movies that I mentioned are bad. Or he was good, and then this movie, he transitioned to bad. And, like, I don't... I don't really want to find out either way. This is just a lot. It it seems like the arrows would point towards it not being worth it. Uh, He he (laughs) directed a film... uh, He directed another rom-com in 2013 called Somebody Marry Me. Wow. (laughs) That name, though. Uh, and na- and then he moved on to mostly doing television, and he's done a lot of comedy specials. He did a Ralphie Mae comedy special, Rest in Peace. He did a Margaret Cho uh, comedy special, Pete Carreel. I don't know who that is. Theo Vaughn, still don't know who that is. Um, 
<laughs> some kind of <laughs> what's interesting a, a, i mean a I feel new like kids on the block thing i don't know <laughs> I mean, I feel like if it's something like a comedy special where his creative lens is really not showing through, he's just kind of providing the space. Yeah. That I could see that working, but like his sensibilities in this, uh, coupled with Jenny McCarthy's, I don't know if we can even call it a script. Uh, uh, oh my God. Oh my God. He directed a film that came out this year called I Hate Kids. <laughs> These just sound like uh, they don't sound like sound real like movies. Sentences that are scrolled on a bathroom wall, like "Somebody marry me." I hate kids. Like, <laughs> sounds like he just took graffiti and made it into bad movies. <laughs> like, so this movie because this is not a film. Oh, we're absolutely, not, we're, we're I not. Like, this isn't even. We're a not. Movie. We're it, not going to give only for a technicality that. that would call it that, but it's I, certainly not a film. This mo- this movie is what happens when. You watch Legally Blonde and you think, I can do that. Yeah. And you can't. It turns yeah, out. You watch, <laughs> it turns out that you can't. It's like Legally Blonde, like, uh, I think this was after the House Bunny. Um, yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of movies with funny women who are playing on certain misogynist tropes but actually like subverting them and and saying things that this movie is not like this movie is a piece of garbage um being stuffed into your mouth and making you gag like it is this is we like, watch comedy is awful we like, watched this high and i still don't we feel like we were high, high we still didn't have fun like yeah like we watched this high and we still were offended and I mean, I don't even know that offended is the right word. It's just, it's just so, oh, it's, it's like it, garish. It's, it is. It, it's ideas about womanhood are so troubling. Like we previously, like, I don't know if we actually did an episode on train wreck. Uh, did we? I don't think yeah, we did. Yeah, I think we did. We did? Yeah. Um, uh, Maybe, actually, maybe we didn't. Or maybe because I wrote something about you wrote train something wreck. about train wreck and, and this, we did I feel pretty but I don't think we did train wreck. yeah um what's really interesting about this movie is that it is very much like a pre train wreck <laughs> also but with no- Amy Schumer can write and Jenny McCarthy cannot yeah and Amy Schumer can act you know she can be she's a good comedic actress I think we've when we talked about I feel pretty we talked about how um we feel like she is, she really shines as a comedic actress and Jenny McCarthy doesn't. So there's that combination of the inability to write and the inability to act that is uh, really bad. And then everybody, it's very clear that the direction is also bad because nobody's doing a good job. And there are actors in this movie, like real actors who have done well in other movies which I feel like is the control factor that proves that the directing was also awful. The directing must have been just atrocious, like, like really rough. Because we have we have we have gay icon Guillermo Diaz. Let me tell you, 
I love Guillermo Diaz so much. What an icon. So fantastic. So good on weeds in like a show that really doesn't deserve him. <laughs> weeds really didn't deserve any of the people in the show that weren't white. It was very embarrassing. Um, so great. Uh, we've also have here Eddie K. Thomas, who like, like he's not like a huge deal. He was mostly known for American Pie in the Harold and Kumar movies and I think he was in that that short-lived HBO show, How to Make It in America. Yeah. And he's like, it's, it's not, he's not like the best actor ever. And this is a dude who's most known for sleeping with Jennifer Coolidge, a.k.a. Stifler's mom in the American Pie movies. But I just, I feel so bad for him in this because he yeah. is really trying. He is trying. Like, he's, he's... Like, despite the direction, he's trying. Whereas, like, Guillermo's just like, well, fuck it. It's Guillermo, a check. Yeah, he gave up. <laughs> he, like, gave up. It's painful to see. But, yeah, I, I would definitely agree that Eddie K. Thomas is maybe the only one who seems like he's still like, I can salvage this. And it's like, oh, honey, unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you are swimming I, in sewage. I and like, feel... I'm glad you can swim, but this isn't, you know, you're not getting your laps in. Uh yeah, it's 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 really bad. This is a this is a story about a woman getting over her, her ex, but I mean a major issue with it is that the ex like has no good qualities. Like, and I guess you could say the same thing about um Warner and legally blonde, but Warner at least like you see Warner. He has some kind of like level of you can get like he has prep charm. Like if you're into preps, like I get it. I find Warner and Legally Blonde to be disgusting. But I mean, like, yeah, I understand. But you understand. But that I understand guy why. Yeah. And like and, you know, like he is smart, like in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so you you understand how, you know, L is attracted to him and how it's hard for her to move on where with Richard Richard is okay so Jenny McCarthy plays a photographer which I completely forgot during this movie many times like I mean, Ronan had to remind me right before we started so that she was a photographer <laughs> yeah Jordan was like wait she's a photographer I was like that's like the only thing about her <laughs> well she keeps on asking about her gels and like I know what a gel is and I know that photographers use them but at some point it just started feeling like gel pens <laughs> Because that's how this movie made yeah. us feel. Um, <laughs> like my gel we see pens. Her, we le legitimately see her tits more than we see her using camera equipment. I yeah. And that is just a fact. I'm not even making a judgment. That's like, I don't know how to unpack that. Um, and she. And it's not. And I'm, that's not like, oh, in like a sex scene. It's like in weird shenanigans. And the thing is, is that she has no eye. She has no she has no eye to speak of artistically and she has no eye for people. You know, the thing about photographers is that they're observant. They know how to watch people. They know how to like catch them at very certain moments. They know how to photography is telling a story with the camera. It's it's it has the same spirit as writing or any form of creating. And this is a woman who has no perspective, not only on her life, but on anyone else's life. And it makes it really hard for me to see her as a photographer absolutely yeah because she doesn't yeah she doesn't seem aware of herself or her surroundings at all she seems like honestly just uh reactive like she yeah. doesn't even seem present she just seems like she's reacting like just pure uh pure id you know yeah um and uh so it's very hard to imagine her really having something she wants to communicate 
and and that's supposed to be the whole thing is you know she's a photographer her ex was a model so i guess his thing is that he's hot um that's supposed to be his really the only thing that we know about him is he's hot he's a model she used to take photos of him um and then she walks in on him she's coming back from like a photo shoot where she took pictures of a dog and then he's uh sleeping with another woman so that's that's how and the he's movie so opens up. casual about it that it just it i understand being hurt but the casual nature he doesn't even pull out of this woman his dick is inside this he's woman literally during this entire this woman exchange and he's just like oh hey like he's basically like could you just like go like close the door like that's essentially his vibe right and and she comes in with old Chinese food and is like, oh, are you going to eat this? And then and then she like leaves and then we see her freaking out on the sidewalk and within the first five minutes, uh, two uh, women walk by her who she assumes are sex workers and she's like, I'm just going to start working with you. And then she's crawling on the ground and she has a thong on that she shows to some man. And she's like, do you want a piece of this? And that is like the beginning of the movie. It's the most. And that is legitimately the tone of the whole movie. It's so like. It's so degrading. It's so. It's so degrading in every conceivable way. And it's so degrading specifically to her. Like she sets herself up. And I almost feel like she thinks that it's it, it's comedy. It, it's yes. it's comedic for her to degrade herself and like it can be but it can but, but you have to have jokes and you have to be smart about it like you, you can't just show your tits and make fun of yourself and think that it's funny yeah and the thing about like it, it the thing about stories like this you know men are a little bit better at writing themselves like this because it makes it because men will degrade themselves and they'll be like okay this all of this terrible shit happens to me but ultimately i'm a good guy forever for for better or for worse guys are constantly just like but he's still a good guy though and they know how to put that into the story and a lot of it can be like kind of shitty because you because you feel like the movie's telling you that a guy is good without them actually being good but jenny mccarthy gives us really nothing to like about her not a thing because it feels like she doesn't like herself and yeah. i you know i can't speak to her actual life but like it feels like she wrote a character that she doesn't respect on any level and um and it's like very painful i mean the movie felt like it there almost feels like she's making fun of women who feel heartbreak and like it's almost just like isn't it funny when like a girl, women like are cr- it just like there's so much internalized misogyny it's like oh women are so insane like, like they're so can you imagine like, crying desperate? after your boyfriend bro- like cheated on you and i'm can like you yeah believe? i can <laughs> I, I cry it way less and that's valid like because i'm a fucking human being like, like can you believe that she would be upset that her okay there's a part in sex in the city and i assume that you've seen this bronwyn where oh, i've seen all of it uh, so <laughs> so like so skipper is having sex with a woman and Miranda, isn't it like Miranda shows up on the voicemail and he's yes. just like, oh, I, oh my God. I'm like, so I need to get back with Miranda. Oh, I got to have a chance with Miranda. And then the woman that he's with is just like, you're still inside me. Yeah. She calls <laughs> it out. I think about that woman. I think about that like, woman okay? all the time. I like, can't believe he I, did her dirty like that. That, like, that was brutal. But you know, that woman was going to go out and like roast the hell out of him. Oh man. You know, no skipper is like, 
he was like on the docket like her and like her friends went out for drinks and they were just like we're just gonna roast this dude for like three hours <laughs> oh yeah absolutely like she wasn't even like she was already over him while he was inside of her oh she yeah was, like, she was just like what oh is this the shit that i'm gonna put up like, with no thank you like you already aren't shit you ain't shit you're, yeah you're trying to pull this shit like what the hell dude i what? mean it's it's yeah this movie it does i think that's a really good uh way to put it jordan is it does feel like a lot of this movie is mocking the idea of heartbreak and and basically pathologizing i mean since it's about a woman and the way that she genders the really bad comedy is very much like oh crazy women after breakups oh my gosh can't get over their ex and there's so many scenes where uh jenny mccarthy's character and named rebecca and her friends which we will get to in a second um say very say things that like an 11 year old would say after they got their first 17 magazine where they're like, well, boys like this men need us to do this to attract them. And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, actually like, no, um, like all internalized self-hatred aside, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not that hard to get laid if that's your, if that's your, uh, aim. So I, I've been thinking all night, like, how are we going to talk about the way that she looks in this movie? While also being respectful. I mean, do we need to be respectful to an anti-vaxxer? I don't think we need to be respectful because Jenny McCarthy is a bioterrorist spreading yep. uh, anti-science misinformation that literally puts lives at risk. The measles outbreak is, in Brooklyn is her fault. She is not in... She is doing better than us financially. She's fine. We can make fun of her. <laughs> she... I don't feel like I'm shitting on the sisterhood if I call out an anti-vaxxer. is... Strung together baby carrots with a wig on them in this movie. <laughs> it's it's rough. It's it's real bad. Her it's, her hair, which I don't know if it's just her hair in this movie or it if it's a is, wig. It is one of the scariest it, looking. It looks like a wig that um a guy in a sketch group would wear in the seventies to make fun of how stupid women are. Like that's what it yeah. looks like. Yeah, it is one of the worst. Like sometimes you can see like cuz it's like it's like a very it's a very like ugly kind of like like light blonde and her skin is so orange and then like you can see the black under the blonde like that weird layered look. It's that layered look from the time but it's also just like somehow worse because it's so long and Tara unruly. Reed actually had that layered look in uh, certain parts of uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. But she somehow pulled it off. But yeah. part of that is because she wasn't she was she had the tan white girl thing going on but it wasn't as orange yeah. and her character like that movie is good. Yeah. Also <laughs> so, that movie is good. Also and Josie the and fashion the in that is movie is like the, the costume design in that movie is like will forever ever be some of my favorite ensembles um <laughs> so you know the basic hair concept can be done well but it's not in this movie and so much of this movie is her uh getting called hot by really gross men who don't like who treat her legitimately just like a piece of meat there's one point where a guy is like drooling on her boobs like that is a thing that happens um, so it's this weird thing where this movie, she's constantly degrading herself and making herself look bad, like getting goo in her hair and, you know, et cetera. And yet at the same time, she's also being objectified by gross men. And it's, it's like the perfect storm of things I hate. Like it feels, 
there were multiple times in the movie where it feels like a really bad improv group um, made a movie. And and when I say bad improv group, I mean people who don't really have any punchlines. And so they just yell a lot because they think that's funny mm. or they just create scenes where people are yelling or mean to each other or someone gets naked and there's some really crass sex joke and there's no actual comedy. Yeah, we've got Carmen Electra here who plays a character named Michelle Lopez who often wears a do-rag and speaks in a black accent. Like, not even a, like, a Latina woman who grew up in the hoods accent, but a very clear black accent. And you can t- and you can catch it, like, immediately when you see it. Like, and it never between- stops. There's it, never it a break. It never ends. It never ends. Like, there's no reason for her to wear a do-rag. The entire purpose of a do-rag is to preserve your hair on the pillow and also to give you waves. Her hair isn't short enough through waves her hair is in the right texture for waves like it like she is wearing like uh, if you wear if i see a white woman in like a headscarf right like i get it like you're like i'm annoyed by it but i get it because at least the scarf is doing something for your hair there is nothing logically that a do-rag can do for a white woman's hair it has no function it makes absolutely no no function like it just (laughs) Robert Electra has the same hair texture as me (laughs) like And she, yeah, the whole time she, everything about, she has one uh, scene where she's wearing a shirt that just says hose or got hose. (laughs) Um, And she, and the way that she gestures, everything is so, I'm like, did they hire Rachel Dolezal? What is going on? Like this, this, this woman is, I don't understand. Like she was married to a black man for one year. And I guess, I don't know. She just felt like she could do, she was in a lot of scary movie movies. I'm sure she hung out with like the wanes and maybe they were just like yeah girl you down and she really that really went to her head like oh you're hot it's fine (laughs) like it's so she's doing that meanwhile we have eddie k thomas who all of these characters are in their 30s eddie k thomas is a is clearly in his 20s in the film and in real life he was 25 during this movie and he looks 25. Oh, like, yeah. he, looks he looks younger than 25. He looks like a baby. And I mean, multiple of, uh, I mean, uh, Jenny McCarthy and one of the co-stars, uh, Cam Heskin, have very obvious plastic surgery, which makes their age more, you know, it, it makes them look like they've been alive longer. Yeah, I um, was very confused. I'm not about- sure how to talk about that without sounding like a, a prick, yeah. but, but it the reason I bring it up it's is because rough. he does look like a tiny baby. He does. So it makes it even creepier when his character has a thing for Jenny McCarthy. He also just is, he's also playing a character, like he's acting. He's acting. Yeah, he's the only actual character in the movie. He, uh, and he's giving a performance that that this movie, it's not, this movie isn't worthy of it. Like, I just wish he had, like, even with Tara Reid, it would have been better. Like, it, it, oh, yeah. This way, would this would have been a better movie if it starred Tara Reid. Absolutely. I mean, I also thought I was like, um, some of the comedy that was failed in this feels like stuff that Anna Ferris could have pulled off so well. Um, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't want to put any actress that I actually like in this movie. Um, but like, something with some of the shenanigans but turned down and written better. Yeah. There are comedic actresses that could pull it off, but even if this was written well, Jenny McCarthy couldn't. And then it was written awfully by her, 
which that was the thing is like I wanted to have empathy for her uh, because I prefer that um, over just feeling hostility towards someone in a movie. But I, I really couldn't from any angle. I'm like, you created this monster. Um, you forced these other people into it. And now I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, this is really rough. Also, uh, uh, Kathy Griffin is in this playing a fortune teller that is, you know, that that joke cameo character that's just like, you know, when when you watch these movies and they're like, oh, no, she's alone. And then somebody's just like so low. She's eating the pasta by herself. She went to the movies by herself. Yes. There's like a random Greek chorus. that's like, look at her. She's by herself. Yes. <laughs> like no one. I've gone to dinner by myself. I've taken myself out to the movies. I've done like a bunch of things that you people usually do in twos or in groups. And no one rolls up on me. It's just like, look at her. She's by oh, herself. Yeah. I regularly do that. I like taking myself on dates. I also just have a different schedule from my boyfriend. So I do, I eat alone a lot and that is great. But yeah, real adults in the world aren't, don't pathologize somebody doing something alone. Like I feel like real adults in the world really want an opportunity to do something alone. Like whenever, yeah, because <laughs> most of us are just like a little tired, and yeah. so it's like okay, I'll just go chill and like recoup, and then we're it's good. Like like Kyle has been gone for like multiple days now, and I have had the apartment to myself, and I have been like shaking my ass all up, just slapping oh, my yeah. ass all across. When he the, comes back, sitting on the counter, <laughs> you'll be happy to see him, but yeah. you'll also be like, oh, okay, there's another person. So when I shake my ass, I have to make sure that he can walk. Uh, it's not just like hitting him straight right, in the you're face. Not just, you're not shaking your ass in to his face <laughs> <laughs> unless he wants that exactly like yeah so it's just it's very weird i mean the way that this movie this movie seems like it would almost be for kids if it wasn't for the weird because if it's like understanding of, of sexual stuff yeah, yeah like brad pitt's throbbing cock um that someone says that in this movie there's a scene where a man flirts with jenny mccarthy and then his wife or girlfriend shows up and the girlfriend slaps Jenny McCarthy because, you know, women be in this movie. Women be shopping. They women sure be do. Hitting. They sure do. Women be, women be crying. Man, they be crying. Anyway, they, she like hits her. And so then it becomes this whole slap fight. And the slap fight ends with the man slapping his own girlfriend in the face so hard that she hits the floor. <laughs> like, Yeah, and that's supposed to be like a little that's uh, so funny. comedy. That's <laughs> so funny how he just abused her for this bit. This yeah, great. it's so... I just... Uh, it's so... I mean, basically... Oh, there's a scene where... Jenny McCarthy is on her period. Oh yeah, let's let's just let's just talk about it. And she goes to the supermarket to get some pads and she starts to leak. Um and then she starts leaking so much there's a big puddle following her all over the store. Now, I get this is comedy, this is heightening, but like she would be dead if she was bleeding that much. She would be dead. Um that's not like it's that's not I think funny the fact, it's not funny and it's like heavy having a heavy period even at its heaviest it wouldn't look like, like that. it would not look like that like maybe there would be some drops that would hit the ground if shit was getting real but there would never be that much and it just because there's still so much stigma around women's bodies and like how they function um 
making a hack joke about like a woman like bleeding out a river in I mean again like there could be a really funny bit about heavy periods if it was a good movie but it was just gross yeah it was it was it was, <laughs> it was gross it was disgusting i and, was it really bothered me and she and later there's a callback to it where she's like wearing underwear and a huge pad that's so big it's like basically a diaper and it's just like ugh, i hate it so much it just makes me upset like that's all <laughs> there's like i don't even know how to subvert her bad comedy back into humor that's how bad it is it's like beyond all repair um but that that scene happens for a good five minutes it, it took a five it's, it took five minutes of our a lives lot, a lot of these bits going for a long time like there's one um where the friend is auditioning for something and you can tell that this is a woman who cannot act in in universe i can't i like i honestly couldn't tell if this isn't this actress can't act or if she's so good at playing an actress that can't act because she just she seems to be really into maryland so she's just like Oh, the airy voice thing is real. Yeah. And then she just like keeps on like kind of like she speaks in a way to like push her chest forward in a very like I'm a bombshell. Didn't you know? Like in it. And I can't much like I'm a sexy baby. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, that's a Cam Heskin. And it's just. Yeah, she's in a. Yeah, she's in that audition. And um. She learns things a lot in the movie. Kim Heskin, that character, like she just doesn't know basic things. Yeah. About, I don't know, men, sex, her body. But they're all supposed to be in their 30s and they look like they're in their 30s. Oh, they definitely do because all that tanning, it's not it's not going to make you look young, ladies. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe it's just because I'm black and I understand that, like. No one, I guess there's some women that don't want to be pale. There's a difference between not wanting to be pale and like trying to create a new race with your I a just, new race. Oh my gosh, yeah, like I just mean, like another kind of you, like, like I don't know, like the it's 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 so bad. And I know that it was like at its height in the mid 2000s, right? But I really hope y'all are over this. I really hope it's, that it's okay to be pale, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, just find what complements your skin tone. I yeah, don't know. I mean, I am a white use woman. A, and use I'm a highlighter. Pale. Or yeah, something. just like uh, it's, uh, it's so bad. It it's looks so upsetting. So bad. Yeah, it's like and nobody I, believes it. Like again, like there are like you can, um, you know, tan enough to feel less, you know, blinding if that's if that's what you want. You know, I've had times where I put on a little bit of a like lotion on my legs before I went to the beach, like a little bit of tinted lotion because I am so pale that I was like, I just need a tiny bit. Yeah. But I certainly didn't look tan. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, it's, it, there's just so, and the thing about it is, is that like when you see pictures of these women, especially Jenny McCarthy, like not in this movie, but also just like before they were really in show business, they looked good. They looked healthy. They looked like, you know, they looked attractive and it's hard for me. I'm so sorry. Like, it's so hard to talk about these things because I know that like, you know, body dysmorphia is real. Yeah, absolutely. And and as a woman, particularly if you are on camera, you're going to get it from all ends. You know, like if you get plastic surgery, you're going to get mocked. If you don't, you're going to get mocked. If you tan, you you'll get mocked. If you don't, you'll get called pasty. You know, it's it's really. I think it's just. I think for me, it's just a bummer because it's like, if you're gonna face all that, 
I don't know when when it doesn't look like someone's comfortable. Yeah, you when know it, what I'm saying? I think that that's the issue. Like I have no issue with plastic surgery. Get it? Like a lot of people got it, and it and they look fly, and it's like it's fine. But the point, like, the thing is, is that I want women to be comfortable like I, I feel like this like empathy towards women because like I know how shitty I feel when I'm uncomfortable and I want everybody to look comfortable so it's like it's fine like if you like like for example like um Ashley Simpson got like a nose job and that's what she wanted I think that's what she needed and like I don't feel but she still looks like Ashley Simpson yeah totally she looks like she looks like a person that's comfortable and happy you know yeah um, I think this movie, uh, there's so much blatant. Um, it just feels it objectification. Feels, it feels and so hateful. internalized misogyny. Yeah. And so then it it feels even more heightened by the way that pretty much all of the women in it don't look comfortable uh, with themselves and with their presentation. But it's also very heavily implied that their presentation is something that they feel forced. You know that they feel that they need to do. And yeah, I'm not trying to be that dude who's like. Take off your makeup. Love yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. And I've and I've thought about, you know, surgery. I've thought about like getting like a breast reduction. I've thought about like getting lap band surgery. I've thought about like plenty of things. Like I think that my nose is too wide. I think that my face is too round. You know, I like I understand. I just it just makes it just bums me out. Yeah, I don't just, know how it, else to say it. Like it just so bums, I think it bums me out a lot in, in like a certain amount of solidarity. Of yeah, like, and and like there is a sense in which I'm glad I wasn't I wasn't an actress at age 20. You know, um, because I think about like Jenny McCarthy was a um, she was in the Playboy Mansion when she was 20. You know, yeah, so she had all these eyes on her, and I'm just like, okay, the amount of self acceptance that I've had to learn on my own, not being in the public eye. You know, and I and think that also a lot of it comes to like not seeing a person that looks like you on screen. Like I can, I can imagine like you know, I mean, obviously it's more of an issue for me than it would ever be for Jenny McCarthy. But I could imagine you know looking on TV and seeing a specific kind of person and feeling like, oh, you're gonna have to change these things if you want to get ahead. And then she did get ahead, so maybe she feels like that validates her choices. And if it did, you know. Um, I would say good for you, but you're an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> well, yeah, this goes back to like, like she is legitimately a terrorist, like a she, bioterrorist. Um, and like, like for example, I only have ever seen one person in movies that looks like me, and it was like Kyla Pratt. And being able to watch movies with Kyla Pratt, whether they be, you know, like Dr. Doolittle 3 or whatever, it was always good to see somebody with like a wide nose and kind of like a kind of like the kind of square body that I have, the square kind of like small, like she's like a very compact person. And I always felt weird about that because it's like, I'm not really that small. I'm not really that big. I'm just kind of like compact. And I never, and like, it's very hard for me to see like uh get really a model of like what's my torso gonna look like when i'm an adult like how am i gonna look in bikinis like there's not a lot of people who have my exact body and that's because a lot of those people get pushed out and lucky things about like people like kyla pratt and raven simone is that they got famous when they were young yeah <laughs> before everybody knew how they were gonna turn out yeah absolutely <laughs> so they were able to like sneak in the back door and like i love that absolutely and and uh it's yeah it's I think, like you were saying, you know, the the seeing yourself 
on screen. I think what makes this, I mean, this movie is just treacherous in all the ways, but what makes the way that the women degrade themselves in this movie in all of the possible ways more jarring is it feels like, okay, they've internalized this misogyny and then they've changed themselves and mocked themselves in order to be accepted. And now they're just spreading more of the same garbage that made them feel bad. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's rough. Like I like I hope do you feel like we've been we've been uh sensitive I here? I think we have. <laughs> we could just like talk like we've talked about how the movie's bad and but we haven't just been like, oh, these people in it are stupid. We haven't made value judgments like that. We're just like there are there's a lot of and there's just there's like, a lot of sexism in this movie. It's and, and racism. Oh my gosh. There's like a lot of character. There's it's, a lot of bile in this movie. There's a moment that's very anti-Semitic that I could not believe. And it's just got like a bunch of Jewish male stereotypes and like oh, yes. And they're all just like doing this like very like from the nose kind of voice. And they're and they're like looking at Jenny McCarthy and her friends and calling them beautiful shikses. And I just what? Yeah, no, it's it's what? It's very it's just it's there's nothing to hold on to. I feel like most of the movies, even the worst ones, we can we have one handle we can hold on to. Like I mean, I guess if like Eddie K. Thomas is like the sliver that we can hold on to and and even his character, he's a sweetheart, but he's just kind of boring, you know? It's yeah. like very classic like nice I'm guy who secretly liked you like I'm secretly save liked her. her and she likes guys that treat her like shit and then finally at the end she realizes i was there all along uh, yes ducky syndrome yeah it's very very ducky vibes but because this movie's so bad he's my favorite character yeah and normally it, those characters kind of make me roll my eyes right and there was also a line exchange that you missed because you went to the bathroom and i wrote it down because this is this is a snippet of the kind of dialogue to expect in this movie uh, a woman says, you're an asshole. Husband says, you're a slut. Wife says, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh so I don't scream. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. Honestly, that's all anyone needs to know about this movie. Like, that is all. It's so, oh my God, there's so, there's so much weird stuff. Like, um, the, the airhead character is like, oh yeah, I read this in the onion newspaper and I was like, and we both, wait, yeah, we both turned to each other. Like, did the, she say the onion? Like she as in the, the satire? And the, like and, that, the, and think that it was real news. What? She doesn't know what the onion is. And because the comedy in this movie is so bad, we couldn't even trust that that was an actual intentional joke being made. Yeah. Like, like in most comedies, I'd be like, wow, that was a meta joke. And I appreciate that. But in this one, I was like, actually, I, I am like, I am so emotionally in pain from this. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot trust it. Like it's um there's also uh there's also a scene where a character says i'm thinking of becoming a scientologist because they're all in hollywood right <laughs> yeah <laughs> again that would be really funny <laughs> if if uh anything made sense about this movie um i mean i guess like what we would recommend would be uh legally blonde 
Uh, yeah, like of course. I legally mean, the plots blonde. are very different, but I mean, I think House Bunny also. If we're looking How, for, oh the, my god, and House Bunny is so funny. House Bunny is really funny, and it plays on the like this woman's underestimated. Like it subverts the misogyny that this one has, and it definitely doesn't have a scene where a woman is trying to like she turned down the guy. She Jenny McCarthy turns down Eddie K. Thomas. And um, and then she realizes that she made a mistake, and so she does the whole chase. I'm gonna catch him in the hole. He's on a bus, and she's gonna stop the bus, and she just keeps on yelling, "You're my white pony! You're my white pony!" Yeah, it. Oh gosh. I mean, please don't watch this. And uh, also, I, I should I should also point out that we tried to wash this out by watching um, Jenny McCarthy's failed sitcom Jenny. <laughs> And yes, we did. And it was, I mean, it was better than this in that Definitely. This, this was like uh, nails on a chalkboard and um, the Jenny sitcom was like a dripping faucet. So it wasn't pleasant, but it was something that you could tune out. It wasn't like totally horrible. It was just like, it just didn't hit. Yeah, no, it just didn't hit. It only had 17 episodes and that's more than it deserved. Honestly, but, you know, if they had just made this kind of movie with those characters, it also would have been a better movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> this, I mean, there's really, I really apologize for even making anyone think about this. I think I just really wanted to roast Jenny McCarthy and then I just ended up and, not doing that. And then that. it just ended up making us so sad and upset <laughs> that like we didn't even roast her i mean we did we we weren't like yeah she's awesome but it just made me sad because of her self-hatred she's a very she seems and she like really a, is spreading toxic messages she seems like a very sad person she seems very she seems very miserable she i really pray for her for her child because you know if you don't know, a lot of what anti-vax, like a lot of where that stems from, is the idea that the worst thing that you could possibly do is have an autistic child. And that is something that offends me on really every level. There is nothing wrong with being autistic. Yeah, nothing at all. That's some of my, the people that I love the most, you know, and are also, autistic. And it's, it's yeah. also just, it's like... It's so, I mean, it's spreading so much stigma. It's patently it's false and so unproven scientifically. It's hurting people by scaring them from getting vaccines. It's hurting people by further stigmatizing autism and spreading misinformation. And she has an autistic child. She has an autistic child. Can you imagine growing up and realizing that your mom is telling everyone to not vaccinate because then their child might end up like you? Like, what kind of... That is so it's, emotionally abusive. It's one of the most cruel things. And it's something that, you know, when I'm like really sad and like thinking about the world and how bad the world can be, it's one of the things that come to my mind. And I just get I just get really upset. I really feel for this child and I really hope they grow up to write a very mean tell all book about Jenny McCarthy. I will pre order it. I now. will buy I will buy that book. And I will, I will advertise send them to that anyone book. that I've ever met who seems on the edge of anti-vax. If there's anyone who belief. deserves a mommy dearest memoir, it is Jenny McCarthy. Absolutely. I, and that I would watch that movie. I would also watch oh man, I would watch that movie. Like I mean, what, who knows? Maybe you know, maybe we'll be in a position at that point to help produce it. I would love that. I would like, love that too. What what a what a disres what a shitty mom. Like I just can't what, what kind of shit? It's just such it's garbage. It's terrible. It's garbage. And this movie is garbage. It's garbage. I I am I hate it. Yeah. Ugh. I hate it. 
Um, I watched, um, I binge watched while I was like falling asleep. And then this morning I binge watched special on Netflix, which was awesome. Yeah. And just washed her out of my brain. Oh my God. Just do not be like, do not be like Jenny McCarthy. Do not make bad movies and do not be an anti-vaxxer. Do don't support her. Yeah. Please don't. Like I saw, you know, it was funny when I was buying, cause I recently bought new glasses when I was looking for um, styles, there were some of them that said like Jenny McCarthy style. And I couldn't figure out if it was Jenny McCarthy actually has a line of glasses or not. And because of that, I just, anything that said Jenny McCarthy, like even if I thought it was cute, I was like, I'm 100% not buying Absolutely this because I have no idea. Shit. Not playing this. And I feel bad for Melissa McCarthy because they are related. <laughs> Wait. Melissa McCarthy and Jenny McCarthy. I am finding are, this out right now. Are related. Are they cousins? I think they are. Oh, gosh. We all have, you know, maybe one wackadoo cousin, but damn. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, I, mm, I don't, it's not even, not even as a form of curiosity, watch this you don't you don't need this in your life there's there's no reason to put yourself through this uh don't don't yeah we will be back next week with something something that you could that maybe ha- possibly that maybe watch. you could hate watch or or ironically watch or maybe you will end up liking it who knows um but uh, we we do care about you, and we want good things for your life. Um, I hope that you have been sleeping enough and drinking water, and you know, do, logging off. Please, you know. please log off online. Just log off. I I had to teach myself to. I've been teaching myself to log off for the past couple of days, and it's been it's been so good for me. You know, do a sheet mask, please. Um dance to an album that you really like do even just like like just do like some fun stretches even if they're really silly just do something for you and yeah because you know what the internet and all the anti-vaxxers they will still be there waiting it's (sighs) i've been bronwyn isaac i have been jordan searles bless you (sighs) please use your time better than we do (laughs) bye Yeah, back it up, back it up. Let's go for strong. Yeah, back it up.